So I don't really see any conflict between promoting your your band's album or your solo album, but then also once a week publishing videos on YouTube about you know guitar lessons or drum techniques or things like that. I think that those things actually could feed into each other. So I don't I don't think people need to have this fear of I don't know competing against themselves in a way or this worry that they have to grow this massive audience in order to in order to actually make this happen. You're listening to Music Growth Talks, the podcast for musicpreneurs with Andrew Apanov. Hello everyone, Andrew Apanov here with a new edition of the Music Growth Talks podcast. This is episode number 141. If you want to look up the show notes at datamusic.com and we've got quite an interesting topic to discuss today. So how to earn money doing what you love as a creator, as a musician. You know all the obvious straightforward ways such as uh, touring or getting money through licensing uh, your music for commercial opportunities, earning royalties from streaming and so on. All tricky areas of course, but you are aware of uh, all the uh, well-known established ways to uh, earn income as a musician. How about doing something uh, somewhat unconventional and uh, selling the knowledge you have about uh, creating the art? Uh, and uh, this is precisely the topic we are going to cover today with my guest Jordan Velrode, who is uh, a music producer himself, but he started uh, selling online courses about uh, audio engineering and uh, specifically how to produce uh, heavy metal music at his hardcore music studio. I'm linking to it in the show notes, so be sure to check it out. And uh, he teaches other creators how to create and sell courses uh, about uh, the the stuff they know and uh, love talking about. Uh, it can be playing an instrument or writing songs or producing music. The stuff that you already know and others want to know. We live in an age where so many people want to become musicians and want to uh, be a part of the industry. They, they want to be involved. They don't have the right skills and uh, they're very much willing to learn from the people who have done it themselves. Uh, this episode is packed with practical tips how to get started and you will see that it's not as intimidating as it may seem and you don't have to be really tech savvy to do that as well. So listen on in full if it's something that interests you. I'm really curious to hear your thoughts. Feel free to reach out to me and to Jordan as well if you have any questions or if you are working on setting up your own course. So please enjoy my conversation with Jordan Valero. Jordan, welcome to Music Growth Talks. Great to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. So do you mind starting with uh, just a bit uh, of uh, an overview of, of what you do in your background? I'm asking because it is important to the context of our conversations, conversation and what we're going to discuss. So yeah, what uh, kind of ventures you've been involved in uh, as, uh, as a musician, entrepreneur, and so on? Yeah, so my background is as a engineer, a recording engineer and producer. I had a dream to basically record bands in the studio. I did start out as a musician playing in bands and everything, but once I entered the studio for the first time, 
I really fell in love with it. So I wanted to become a professional record producer. And, you know, I ended up starting my own studio, just kind of doing it on the side. And that eventually grew into my full-time business, a full-time job as a freelance record producer. And I was working mostly in the hardcore and metal scene. So recording kind of heavy rock bands. And I did that for almost 10 years, basically full-time. And over the past four or five years, I've transitioned to focus on actually teaching other people how to record and mix their music. So I've gone from really doing it hands-on in the studio, working with real bands. And now I have a business called Hardcore Music Studio, which basically teaches people via online courses how to do all that stuff. So that's kind of my background. And that's the business that I focus on now. And I also have recently started trying to help other musicians and other creative artists in different fields to do the same thing, to basically diversify their income stream, create a new source of income through creating their own online courses. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm glad that you're doing that because there isn't too much education in the area. There is a lot of influences and different specialists in the educational space in the usually in the in the business space where uh, they will teach you how to make money fast and uh, some of them are good some of them may not be but there isn't enough information in my opinion for musicians how to share their experience and expertise and the artists and and it's great that you're not only working with musicians but other creatives as well they do have a lot to share even not realizing that's in full maybe because you can present something for other creatives at different stages of their careers for example so th- this is this is really great i just wanted to to to, to say that and uh, definitely curious to to learn more on that i'm linking to the uh, hardcore music studio website clearly i guess it's a it's a it's a good just example of what you do and what you teach others to do yeah, exactly. You could check out that website. I also publish videos on YouTube. Um, so if you want an example of what this looks like in real life, uh, you could definitely check out Hardcore Music Studio. And uh, yeah, I've also got some other, like a podcast of my own that focuses more on the business oh, yeah. side on how yeah, to do this stuff. Um, it's good. So yeah, there's lots uh, of different options. Yeah, I like that it's more like, a, yeah, it's an educational podcast, very niche specific with actionable advice. Definitely look, a link into that as well. Let me start with a very practical pragmatic uh, question here do you typically recommend uh, the creatives you work with to set something up completely on their own using or you know use a a framework use uh, a third party website which will set everything up for you for a course for transaction fee or whatnot how's the what, what what are your technical preferences yeah, so I think what you're getting at, do you mean like hosting your own course versus publishing something yes. on like, like let's say Udemy or something? Yep. Okay, yeah. So like publishing on Udemy or something similar, it's an okay way to kind of test the waters and get started. However, I would not recommend it because number one, you're going to make a lot less money because you don't you don't really control anything on the platform. So a lot of the times, just from talking to people who have gone that route, they publish on Udemy and they want to sell their course for, I don't know, 50 bucks or 100 bucks or Creative Live is another platform. But since those platforms actually own your content, they can decide to put it on sale whenever they want. So they might do a flash sale where they put it on for five bucks and they generate some sales, but they're also taking a cut. And the what's even worse than that, though, is that you don't own the audience, right? So even though, even if you got 500 people to buy your course on Udemy, you don't necessarily have a way to get that list of customers, to get that list of emails 
and follow up with them. Like maybe you have to, you have another course to offer. You have uh, some sort of one-on-one coaching to offer. You can't really do that and you can't stay in touch with your customers effectively. So I definitely recommend basically owning your own platform, your own website. And luckily it's not hard to do at all. Like I think a lot of people overcomplicate this and think that they need to set up this massive website and everything. It's not like that at all. Like when I first started my first mixing course, I just set up an email list, which you can get for free to start out. And I had uh, a service called Lead Pages, which allowed me to create a simple landing page. So I didn't even have a full website. I just had one page that allowed people to sign up for my email list. And then I just used the email list to uh, communicate with those people and eventually make them an offer. So there are so many different ways to do this for very little investment and still own all of your um, your audience, like the names and email lists and everything, which is really crucial, and uh, also keep more of the profits. Yeah, yeah, I do agree. We have had, uh, what, not, not exactly a course, but a membership platform with educational content within then called Wispin for quite some time. And uh, I always appreciated uh, having it on, on with my own setup. There are some disadvantages to that, like you, you need to make sure that everything is up to date and so on, but it's rewarding and is not necessarily complicated. If we step back and just look at it, a musician who has never considered to do anything like that. How do, how do you approach such creatives? And do you have any examples for musicians in particular? What exactly they could be teaching? Just the craft of playing an instrument, singing, or does it go beyond that from your experience? Yeah, so a couple examples. One, I just heard of someone who, this is not someone I've worked with or my student, but I heard another person who teaches similar things to me. And they said that one of their students just launched a course about how to scream. So about like yeah. know, in hardcore metal music, yeah. screaming vocals. So someone launched a course on how to scream better and earned six figures in their first, their very first launch, which is incredible. So the niches that exist are amazing. So yeah, it could be teaching how to sing better. It could be playing guitar, bass, drums, any of those things. But the, the reason why this is so powerful for musicians who are already kind of established artists is that the audience is already there, right? So there's already a group of people who are following what you're doing. They like your music. They, they respect your skill and everything. And it's really like, you don't, you're not starting from scratch trying to attract those people. You already have that tribe. And so simply offering something for those people who, you know, want to learn how to, or want to learn from you in terms of their instrument or their craft, or even you know, setting up their career as a musician and they want to follow in your footsteps. Like Those are all different options. And I see people who, for example, I worked with someone who is an amazing guitar player and he writes instrumental records. He's got a huge following all over the world. He tours everywhere and he puts on guitar clinics all over the world. And he's flying here and there, different countries and putting in a lot of hours to teach guitar. And I look at that and I say, wow, people already pay him and get him to travel out to do these clinics. Why not put that into an online format where he can have the same impact from home and you know teach those reach people anywhere in the world without ever have ever actually having to travel so those are just a few different examples does that answer your question there yeah uh, and i appreciate that uh answers really well i guess it's a bit different for a developing up-and-coming artist who is uh, having a trouble building a, a fan base so here they may need to build a con- completely different kind of audience separately from the listeners of their music also not necessarily it's kind of i guess it can get a bit tricky for those without a big established names or 
big audiences, right? Right. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely if they already have an established audience, it's, it's like I said, very simple to make an additional offer for training. If they're just starting out, I would recommend if they're interested in, you know, pursuing the avenue of selling their own online course, which I would definitely recommend because again, it's a way to earn money without attaching your time to it. You know, it's not like you have to go on tour or, you know, write new music. Like you can just create these courses that can earn for, earn money for you passively again and again and again. If that's where you are, I would recommend you could do both at the same time. So I don't really see any conflict between, you know, having like promoting your your band's album or your solo album, but then also once a week publishing videos on YouTube about, you know, guitar lessons or drum techniques or things like that. I don't really see a conflict. I think that those things actually could feed into each other. So I don't I don't think people need to have this fear of, I don't know, competing against themselves in a way or this worry that they have to grow this massive audience in order to in order to actually make this happen. Yeah. So you wouldn't separate the accounts and just use one artist's account to to showcase the educational project and essentially sell the courses and build the audience for them as a music act. I would if 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 I was a solo artist then yeah, I would not separate the accounts probably, but if um if I was in a band let's say I was a guitar player in an established band or up and coming band, then I would create my own separate account. Yeah. And then you can just periodically, you know, maybe once every couple of months, you post in the band's account or whatever and say, hey, if anyone's interested in drum training or something like that, then check out this, this account or this page. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense for a band for sure. Good. Good stuff. So yeah. And, and I, I'm glad that you mentioned some figures here already. I guess this is important to mention because of course it's not easy to sell anything. I mean, everything takes work, even something that is essentially a passive income, as you mentioned, it uh, requires some time investment originally to create quality content and to market it later. And still there, I, I, I imagine you do recommend running some kind of campaigns, launches and so on, something that I would love you to comment on. But just sell us the idea with some cool figures from the artists you work with. From people just that I've met personally, I know someone who's earning between two and $300,000 teaching jazz guitar lessons. I've met someone else who's doing similar numbers in teaching ukulele. Recently just had a student of mine uh, launch his very first course. And literally we're talking about a couple months from start to finish from getting the idea to launching. Uh, just made his first almost $2,000 from launching his first course. And it's about how to get better sounds out of your guitar amps. So it's there are so many different examples and then in the recording niche with people who have been around for even longer i have a friend in florida who's uh, doing seven figures from teaching people how to record and mix at home so it kind of obviously the range is is big it depends on what niche you're going after and it also depends on how long you've been in it and how big your audience is but really like getting started like absolutely i agree passive income is not you know strictly passive you it's a matter of doing really uh, important work up front in order to reap the benefits down the road. But at the same time, you know, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be such a huge mountain to climb. I mean, w- I mean, would you mind if I just kind of shared a really basic framework of how please someone do, could do this do. very yeah. quickly? Yeah. So let's say you're, you're an artist and you're a guitar player and people kind of follow you for your guitar expertise. And so maybe kind of Instagram account or an email list of your, your fans or whatever, or your website or Facebook page, start putting out some messages and say, hey, I'm thinking about sharing some lessons on uh, how I play guitar or how to help you uh, improve your guitar playing. Who's interested? Start seeing what the comments are. And based on that, you basically just keep asking people what they need help with. Say, hey, 
if you're interested in uh, in learning how to play guitar better, I'd love to teach you. Like, what's what's your main problem with guitar right now, or what are you struggling with the most? See what people say. Literally, let them tell you what it is they need help with, and then you can really simply just make an offer and just say, hey. I'm going to be doing a four-week or a six-week online class where once a week, I'm going to go and go live in a private Facebook group, and every week, I'm going to teach a different guitar strategy for the next six weeks. Here it is. It's $100 or it's $200. You can sign up here, and then we'll add you to the Facebook group and do the live lessons. So there's no new website involved there. There's no kind of hustling from scratch to find a new audience. It's simply going to the people who already know and like and trust you and saying, hey, what do you need help with? And if you can help them, just simply put an offer out there. It's a, it, it can be really quick and easy to get something like this started. I can't agree more. Really appreciate you mentioning that. And I just remember that actually some years ago, we even started that way as well. I just asked uh, our email list if there would be anyone interested in, in learning more about marketing uh, their music themselves instead of like becoming our agency's clients. And a few people replied. We covered a group, actually two test groups, and based on this initial material I created on the calls to that group throughout like three months, I created a membership website with the content for right. uh, for more people to not just do the calls all of again. From your experience, I wanted to ask when you mentioned creatives who already have experience sharing how to do something like play an instrument. So how important is an actual experience of teaching a guitar or whatever instrument it is, or the skill of mastering a track, for example. So is the actual knowledge of how to teach others, because it's a bit different from just knowing how to do something. So from your experience, is it really crucial that a creative has an experience of doing it in person, for example? So I think that a lot of people, they would kind of let that get in their way, right? They think like, well, I don't, I don't know if I can teach well. Like, sure, I'm good at this, but I don't know if I can really teach well. I would maybe ask some different questions. So instead of thinking of it as, can I teach well? Think about it like this. Do you already have conversations with people about this topic? Do people already come to you and ask for help with this? Like, for example, if we keep going back to the guitar player example, do people often in your in your daily life, even friends, family, do they come to you and say like, hey, how, how'd you learn that one technique? Or how'd you get so good at these solos or whatever? Like, chances are, you probably are already influencing and teaching people you're just not thinking of it as a formal role, right? But you're having these conversations, you're giving your advice, you're sharing your experience. And it's really as simple as that. And for me, when I teach my courses, I try not to make it feel like I'm a teacher in front of a classroom, just kind of giving some boring theory, right? My favorite way is to actually just use stuff that I've actually worked on. So if I'm teaching how to mix a metal song, I don't just put together a slide presentation and say, here are the 10 principles of mixing a metal song. I just open up one of my actual mixes from a real record and I just walk through everything I did. So that way it doesn't feel like so much like you have to prepare a lesson or, or teach a class. It's more like you're just showing people what you already do or what you already have done. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's I think that's a lot uh, uh, more approachable and, and easier to execute even for those who are new to the process of educating others. Great, great example. So you, you mentioned the word niche a few times, and I think it's important to emphasize the importance of kind of niching down and, and finding uh, an interesting niche that is relevant to what you do. Like in your case, it's the production of heavy metal music, right? So you don't yes. teach how to mix a dubstep track necessarily. Right. 
So this is good because this is a very like the testimonials all relevant and everything is around a very specific group of massive audience of of the market of uh, musicians and just artists in the in the genre. So how do you have any recommendation on on finding that niche to not go way too narrow if it if it's if it can be the case at all and maybe you give the artists you work with recommendations on how to pick the right niche maybe breaking it down into several courses or anything along the lines yes yeah good question uh, choosing your niche is is really important so what i like to think of is it's what i call the low hanging fruit so i try to think of along the same lines of what i was just talking about it's like what are the things that number one i, I already have experience at and i'm already somewhat of an expert and by expert i don't mean you've mastered everything there is to know about the topic i just mean that you're not a beginner anymore. And there's people who are just starting out who could learn from you. So what are those, what is that area of expertise that already exists for you? So I I definitely wouldn't recommend going into a niche that you just became interested in like six months ago, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like pick something that you've been at for a while because it's going to be really easy for you to teach and really easy for you to demonstrate your authority. So again, asking questions like, what is it that people are already asking you about? What are the conversations you're already having with people? What kind of communities are you already engaged in? I mean, a lot of us, you know, we're in Facebook groups or message boards relating to, let's say, drums or guitar or music production or music business, and we're already engaging there and we're already helping people, answering questions, asking our own questions. So basically looking at all these things that you already have going for you, what is it? And then definitely really defining that. And I would say I would worry less about going too narrow and more about going too broad. I think the fear is that you'll narrow down too much and you'll miss out on all this opportunity. And I think that that's actually a mistake. The narrower you can go, you're kind of just, you're almost creating your own brand new market so that you're not competing with people. Let me get more specific. For example, speaking with someone over email recently who's been following my podcast and his passion is drums, but he was thinking of taking the angle of drumming for dads and starting to podcast in that route. And so there's so many different ways to niche. It can be what you're teaching, like drums, and you could niche down into, let's say, metal drums or jazz drums, yeah. or you could be drumming for dads. And it's more about who you are and who your ideal audience is, because people will just identify with that. And they people will say like, you know, I could learn drums from anywhere, but this guy, he's a family man and he's got kids and he understands the struggle of balancing this. So I'm going to choose to learn from him. So I think just really combining different interests is a really cool way to do it because Man, there's there's a there's a million drum teachers out there probably, but how many guys are you know calling their courses or their podcast drumming for dads? You know, it's I think that's so unique and it really is eye catching. It's a great example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've, combining niches from different areas, not just music. There is quite a few interesting combinations that you can come up with. I think so. This is great. Yeah, and maybe I can even go deeper too in terms of what you teach, like. You could think of all that. There's probably a lot of different ideas you're thinking you could teach about. And you can really separate those two. So, for example, I know a friend of mine named Chris. Uh, his his artist name is Manifest. And he's a professional musician. He's got a big following around the world. But he also recently started teaching courses about how to grow your music business. And rather than having a big course that's called, you know, how to make money as a musician or how to grow your music business, he really niched it down in terms of the product, and he created a product called Spotify Profits. 
So rather than trying to put out this course and attract people like, here's how to build your business as a musician, it's no, Spotify profits. It's a very specific problem that he's trying to solve with that one course. And of course, he has other offers after that, but this really catches people's eye, right? Try to solve one specific problem at a time rather than going really broad off the start. Cool. Very cool. So uh, we already have some kind of framework here. So if you uh, already look into what you are good at, what others have been asking you about, you may define a very specific and ideally narrow niche. You may Mm -hmm. want to do a couple Instagram stories, posts, asking for feedback to an idea of doing a course on the topic. So uh, you've received some positive feedback. You've decided to create a course. So clearly, I don't ask you to outline like everything that goes into the creation, but maybe you uh, can at least identify the very next steps. And also, while you're on that, give an idea of what kind of expenses we're looking at, because even small things with like hosting or what whatnot, and it can go up if you look into professional video production and so on. But just to uh, set the exp- expectations straight on the initial investment required. Yeah, for sure. So, so from there, so we've put out some feelers out there about, you know, I'm thinking about teaching a lesson on ABC. Are you interested? Uh, the next step is just really connecting more with people, asking what their problems are, putting maybe some posts out to kind of answer those problems. And uh, one step that I really recommend is actually getting on the phone with people, just a few people and talking to them. Like if someone uh, messages you back and says, hey, this would be great. I'm really interested in uh, learning my scales for guitar or something. And you could just message them back and be like, hey, it'd be great to uh, get on the phone and talk to you about that. And basically just really try to dig a little bit deeper, like under the surface, like why do they really care about improving in this way? Like what, what is the motivation underneath that? Talk to a few people and you'll really get a sense of what the real problems are. And then the questions that people have, you basically just turn that into the outline of what you're going to teach. So you take like the top six or 10 questions and those become the different lessons in your course. So when you feel like you've got validation on that, like people are responding, they're saying, yeah, I'm really interested in this. They're asking questions. They're engaging with your answers. They're talking to you. To me, my favorite way to get started is actually to sell the course before you even create anything. And that sounds kind of crazy, but obviously the big advantage to doing that is you don't spend all this time up front creating all these lessons only to find that no one actually buys it. If you do it this way, you can actually test it for real because sure, some people might say, yeah, I'll totally buy that course, but then you put it out there and it turns out they don't, you know, it's people vote with their wallets, not necessarily their words. So what I love to do now is, is to actually make the offer before putting together anything. And I recommend doing that through maybe a live webinar. You could call it a webinar, but even just like a live hangout where after you've done all the background work, like we, like we just talked about, set a date, schedule it, say, Hey, I'm going to be on Facebook live. Thursday at 8 p.m. And you can basically just do do a, a, an hour-long session where maybe you give three really good tips for your topic. And at the end, you say, hey, if you're interested in going deeper on this, I'm going to be doing a six-week course where I'm going to be teaching you know, six different things, outline what they are. Here's the price. If you want to join, we're starting next week. Set a time limit. Say you've got to join in the next three days uh, because we're going to be jumping into the live lessons. And then you simply just get the customers into a free Facebook group and then just do live streams in there once a week. And people love this. I recently did this for a course of mine. And again, it's like once you sell that, once people buy it, you can say, okay, great, this is worth pursuing. 
And then you can actually just go ahead and outline your lessons for lesson one, jump on the live stream, deliver it, get feedback, add that into lesson two. So not only are you having all these advantages of testing it first before putting all the work in, but you're also making a better product in the end because you're actually interacting with people the whole time. So yeah. whatever questions they have from lesson one or two or three, you can answer those in the next lesson and people are going to be really happy with that. And by the way, at the end of that, you could record all of those lessons and then you could just package that and sell it in the future. So yeah. hopefully that was uh, simple enough to follow. But in terms of startup costs, in that case, you're really not looking at much. So you could be using the social followings you already have. And yeah, you could, you could literally launch the whole thing on Facebook. You could use Facebook Live for the, the webinar that basically sells people into the course. And then you could use a private Facebook group to actually deliver the course. And so we're looking at very little startup costs. Beyond that, I would definitely recommend setting up an email list provider so you can get started for free with MailChimp. My favorite is called ConvertKit. I think it starts at about 30 bucks a month. But yeah, to get started, that's really, that's really all you need. I can't think of anything else yeah. uh, that you would need uh, in terms of startup costs. Yeah, yeah I, I really like the outline and how exactly it can be tested and executed. I think it's... Um... Yeah, it's it's not scary really if you think about that and if you already have an idea of uh, five, ten people who would join, it can be enough to to just see if it's the right thing for you or not. Because exactly. I can imagine that some people may not even enjoy uh, the process as much as they uh, expect to. So it's a great way to to test it out without so much commitment. I really, really like this, yeah, this approach. It gives you the flexibility to change and adapt, right? Like, let's say you go down this road and you do your webinar and nobody buys or one person buys. And sure, that can be discouraging, but you can just say, okay, well, this idea didn't work. Thank goodness I didn't spend three weeks and a bunch of money setting up a website and a course. At least now I know that people aren't interested. And then you can learn from that. And you can even go back to the same people and say, hey, just wondering, you know, why did you decide not to join this program? And yeah. from the answers to those questions, you might get a clear idea of, of what you can be do differently next time. Excellent stuff. I really like what you are suggesting our listeners to do here, Jonathan. So I uh, just want to confirm where exactly uh, any creator who uh, is considering to start a course or like what you just described, but uh, still needs some help. Is there a way to get some of your help? Is it what you're offering. So what, what's your offer right now to the creators who want to pursue this venture, mm -hmm. type of venture? Yeah. So if you're interested in learning more about this, uh, first thing uh, I would recommend is definitely just checking out to my podcast. You can go to jval.me slash podcast. That's J-V-A-L dot M-E slash podcast. Just started recently, but we've got over 20 episodes now. And uh, that'll help you with strategies behind the scenes of how to do what we just talked about, how to grow your audience, how to build a following on YouTube, stuff like that. And uh, in terms of actual actually working with me, I currently don't have anything open. But if you listen to my podcast and get onto my email list, there's a link in every podcast episode, then every now and then I do open up a small group uh, to go through my actual framework for launching a course quickly. And I'm going to be doing one probably in the next couple months opening up to 20 or 30 people to really help you on a personal basis and walk you through launching your first course in about 40 days using this framework. So again, that's, that's not something you can go and buy right now, but uh, if you're interested in that, just go ahead and follow along for free with the podcast. And uh, that's the best way to keep in touch. 
great great and yeah uh, since we are not releasing it right after you know we recorded uh, these episodes i think that it's probable that it will be going live around the time you're ready to launch i want you to do it before then yeah uh to give our listeners the opportunity to join if they are interested so yeah i'm linking to everything in the show notes once again and uh really appreciate uh the insights you've shared with us today great stuff yeah thank you thank you so much andrew it was uh good to talk about this and uh yeah hopefully we'll uh be in touch yeah absolutely thank you Jordan. Once again, thanks to Jordan and thank you all for listening. If you have uh, feedback, please um, go to Jordan's Instagram profile. I'm linking to it in the show notes and just, you know, leave uh, a comment, uh, uh, share your thoughts in a comment under any of his photos. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, watch out for new episodes of Music Growth Talks. We've got uh, uh, an amazing series uh, coming up next year. Uh, lots of um, interviews will already completed and uh, more scheduled um, I, I, as usual I will try to uh, to get on a more regular schedule it's an ongoing uh, struggle to release these episodes more frequently but uh, yes yeah, so many interesting things to share with you so I'll do my best uh, thank you all uh, for supporting me and uh, listening to this show and uh, subscribing to it uh, if you haven't subscribed to the episode if you just discovered us through this show please consider doing that at musicgrowthtalks.com and uh, uh, you can get a lot more out of this show and uh, and just my knowledge uh, by becoming my patron at patreon.com forward slash Andrew just check it out and if you have any questions about the deals email me uh, at dot music.com thank you so much and till next time you've been listening to music growth talks with Andrew Apanov find more episodes and subscribe at musicgrowth.com talks.com